Well, I had a ranger when you met me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember when your lung collapsed? <laughs> so, quick aside, Stephen's lung collapsed <laughs> many years ago, and um, I, I had the the. This is gonna sound bad, but it's funny because of who it who we are. Um, I <laughs> this was like a couple weeks removed. Um, and we were at, after we had been, we were working on a show and we had, we had left and I put my foot up on the back of his, uh, Ranger, which the bumper was like not on the car. Yeah, it was bent. <laughs> um, and somebody had said something about like, be careful and, and that might collapse. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Oh, <laughs> like your lung. <laughs> And I will never forget that. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Bro Read This Book Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Duncan. And I'm your other host, Matthew Meadows. That's crazy. Normally, we both go high. This time, I was going to go low because you were going to go low. Where you were going to go high. But then yeah. you went low. And so we were both just down there. Yeah. That was. This is why this connected. is why we do what yeah. we do. It's why we do what we do. Yeah. For moments like that. Yep. Wow. That's really it. Wow. This whole. That's what this has all been for. Yeah. Our bonding. Yep. And, and nothing else. Yep. Yep. Frankly, we hope all of you have a terrible time. No! Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Redacted. Sorry. Redacted. Bleep okay. it. Bleep. Yeah, got it. Bleep. <laughs> How's it going, man? I am good, man. I was... Uh... <laughs> this is funny. This episode is going out tomorrow. Yep. Um, so we, we we were a little behind because I was out of, the, out of the state. I was in New York City mm. uh, this weekend, which was awesome. Uh, just a little weekend trip with uh, my family, um, just hanging out up there in the Big Apple. Um, taking a bite. Taking a bite. Taking a bite of the Big Apple. Yep. I wanted to wake up in the city that never sleeps, and I did. And you uh, did. At least times. twice. At least twice. Three times. No, twice. <laughs> I, <laughs> I woke up in Kentucky. One of those days. Okay. And then I was just in New York. So and, like the, the next, a little later. Uh, like an hour later. I was yeah. Like, Whoa, that's weird. Yeah. Um, crazy how that works. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you just find yourself in another place. That's so true. You, just you say, ever disassociate yourself all the way to New York City? Um, I did. Because um, <laughs> I, I fell asleep on the plane, which I don't, I don't normally do. Yeah. Um, two things happen on this plane ride. One, I fell asleep. Two, I had to pee really bad. While you were asleep? Yes. Okay. Which is not a great combination. No. Especially when you're in the sky. And so I was, <laughs> I, I think I woke up thinking that I had, I was going to pee myself. And yeah. you know what Did I didn't you? do? No, I didn't. But I also didn't get up to go to the bathroom. You just, you're just like, we're going to land this plane. Yeah. I was Figuratively like, and literally. I was like, we're going to land this plane. <laughs> um, I, I didn't want to like make anybody move and like. They were like, if, if somebody's in the bathroom, don't stand by the door. And I was like, well, if I get back there and somebody's in the bathroom, I got to walk back. <laughs> what, what am I going to do? Yeah, what am I going to do? I got to walk back, keep an eye on it, like, 
Like make keep sure, turning back. Make sure no one else slides in yeah, there. Yeah, and then immediately when that door opens, I have to get up again. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I'll just, I'll just hold it, and I did. I made it, and it was fine. Um, no, man, it was good. Um, but yeah, I'm doing well. How are you? I, I fine. Yeah. I'm gonna say fine. Yeah. You had a busy, busy couple weeks. Busy, days. busy <laughs> couple weeks. You know, car troubles, car troubles, and you they know they sure what? do. They they do trouble. <laughs> they do trouble. But I, I, fingers crossed, we're we're coming down the home stretch. It's getting better, and it's not been like horrible. Like yeah. we've been making it. We've been very blessed in a lot of ways, and you know, like other than that, life is is going pretty swell. So it's like, you yeah. know, a lot of great things. But it's like when you have like car stuff going on, especially when you have one car and you're trying everything. to figure out logistics with that, and you're just kind of day by day yeah. making new plans and adjusting and figuring things out. It's just very like yeah. mentally taxing for sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. And for like one week of that, I was working on the car myself. So it was mentally taxing and physically taxing. Yeah. So yeah. But I mean, other than that, like it's fine. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? Buy a new one. Yep. <laughs> that's all you can do really i guess um probably yeah i hear yeah. you man but that's that's what's been going on there yeah. so hopefully at the end of this we end up with one broken car and one nice new car yeah um that doesn't break for a very long time ideally ideally yeah. i was just talking about this my, my car has like two hundred thousand miles on it yeah um so i don't know how much time it's got left yeah i, I think a good like fifty thousand more miles could be i think um it's built ford tough so you know how it, you know how that goes. Yeah, so is the one that's broken out. Yeah, in the I know. Front right now, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, mine's a 2012 Ford Escape. Yeah. Um, and every time it's had problems, I've we fixed it and and I've taken care of it. So yeah. I hope that that equates to a long life for yeah. this thing. Because what should. I, you know, what I really don't want to do, buy a new buy car. A new car. <laughs> Let me tell you what, it's not fun. Yeah. I, Have you ever been to a car dealership, Matthew? Yes. Not to buy a car though. Oh, that's a different experience. I have only ever bought cars in cash. Yeah. Well, that's smart. From people I know. Yeah. Um, but I've also extremely lucky in, yes. in that. Like, that's not like, that probably won't happen again. Well, and you're only on your second car. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Which, and even my first one, like it could have, I could have driven that forever. Yeah. But I wanted a bigger car. I forgot about that. Little blue Honda Civic. Yeah. Gosh, I miss that it's thing. It's a sometimes. fun little car. I miss it because of the gas mileage, man. That thing was crazy. Yeah. Um, I would never go back to like a small car, though. I don't think. Yeah. Just because I like the bigger, the bigger car. I just that's nice. Yeah, but I'm also nice. I'm it's it's kind of one of those things. It's like space just gets filled up. Like if you have a lot of space, you just fill it with things. <laughs> yeah. So like my car's a mess because yeah. it's just there's space to put things. Yeah. Well, your um, small car was a mess too. Uncalled for. <laughs> I was just trying to make That's it feel true. better. Maybe I'm just a mess. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm kind of a, <laughs> kind of my thing. Um, I, well, when you, <laughs> I was in it a lot, so it's like, yeah. Well, know. and listen, you have a pretty clean like living space. Yeah, yeah. Generally, yeah. So all the That's, mess, you know what? The mess is where you spend all your time in transit. Yeah. Because I would bet you your living space is clear, your office space is clear, your car is a mess. Yeah. My office space is generally pretty clear. It just got books everywhere, man. Yeah. Like, I, I keep thinking... Bro. Bro. There's books everywhere. Books everywhere. <laughs> I keep thinking I'm going to reorganize my bookshelf. Yeah. But I'm going to do, like, a TikTok about it. Um, and then I just never do it. It's the social media that's holding you up. Yep. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, books. Books? Books. You, you want to... Books? 
talk about them? Talk about them? Hey, I can do that. I like books. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe it's your turn it's my to turn go, to go first. first. It's my turn to go first, Steven. Yes. Um, Steven, I got, I got a question for you. Okay. You ever read a... Book? Yes. <laughs> I'll talk about it later. Okay, cool. I'm so sorry. Please, go have you ahead. Ever read a, have you ever read a... This is a, a question that I wanted to start off with. Have you ever read a book with a female main character? That's not... Like a fantasy book that's a female main character. Have I ever read a fantasy book with a female main character? No. Right? Yeah. Yes, that's I, why I said it. I, I don't think I had either... Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't think that I had. No, you either. read Bloody Rose. Oh yeah. Well, you just read. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So, uh, go me. Um, but but what I mean is, it's much less common. Right. Sure. Like significantly. Unless you're literally you. Yeah. Who has read all I, of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I've not read all of them. I've read a singular one. Right. A right, singular right, right. book with a female, a singular fantasy book with a female main character. Yes. Well, now I read two. For sure. Um, this is the book I'm talking about is Throne of Glass by Sarah J. Moss. Um, dude, this thing was awesome. Yeah. Um, the so the premise of the thing is uh, the the main character. I honestly, I think her name's Selena. I don't know how to say it. Okay. Let me spell it for you. It's C E L A E N A. It's got to be Selena. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, Kalana. It could be. Yeah. That's kind of. I went back and forth. Yeah. Um, but so she, she's a main character. She's an assassin. Mm-hmm. She was sent to this like work slave camp. Okay. Because she was caught um, doing some some stuff. Um, and it's this really like, really terrible place that she's at. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably the worst place that you could ever be. <laughs> she's like whipped and beaten all the time, and she like almost escapes once, um, and then gets brought back in. Um, so she lives a pretty bad life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she is actually taken by the the prince of this place of this. Um, this country uh, to be his champion in a contest being held by his father, the king, mm-hmm. to find the king's champion. Essentially, the king's champion is the king's assassin. Okay. And so the premise of the book. So thus far, we've got the Great Escape meets Gladiator. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. 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 Um, <laughs> uh, so so they they do this thing, and, and a lot of the book is. Um, focused on up, leading up to the final kind of test in this um, in this challenge mm-hmm. to be the king's champion. And throughout that, uh, Selena, she she I'm going to call her Selena for the purpose of the podcast. Let's go. She learns a lot about herself, a lot about um, the the kingdom that she's in, and about the prince and the captain of the guard, who is another character. Mm-hmm. Um, he he is uh, very like kind of hard nosed like no nonsense kind of guy. Um, and so, so essentially that's the, the underarching, sorry, overarching plot line. Wow. That was what I was going to say was underlying. Yeah. But then that, I was like, that's not right. <laughs> so I went underarching and that's also not right. So let me rewind. That's kind of the overarching plot of the story is there's this whole contest being held. Mm-hmm. 
There are other plot lines, though, that are super interesting. Mm-hmm. One of them is a love triangle. And I don't know about you. I am not like a romance guy in books. Sure. But this was so well done. Nice. Like, it was so... I was so invested in this. Okay. Um, and, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to ask you if you'd ever read a book with a female man character. Because it's different. Right? Like, it's it's very different than reading a book from a male's perspective for a lot of reasons. One of them is this was about the people mm-hmm. and less about how they look and how they, like, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, there, there's definitely a bit of a propensity in fantasy to really focus on how, like, female characters look and how, sure. like, they just... You know, all that stuff. And mm-hmm. so, like, this was really refreshing because it wasn't really like that. Right. Um, there were some moments of, like, de- like describing how somebody looks is right. fine. You kind of have to. But they weren't, like, egregious right. in their description, right? And right. so uh, that, that's one point for the book. It, it was the love triangle was super, super well written. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I had never read any, fan- like, romance fantasy kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but this has definitely made me like a believer in that kind of subgenre. Um, Cause I, I mean, honestly, and this is just due to like ignorance about it. Mm-hmm. I kind of didn't think about it as something that I would enjoy. Sure. Um, but I really did. And I, I think that that is, is super exciting for me. Cause that does open a lot of different doors with reading. Like, Oh, I, I did like this thing and like, I can enjoy this thing that I maybe didn't think that I would enjoy. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's another plot that essentially there once was magic in this world and then it just is gone. Yeah. So the king takes over, he outlaws magic, he outlaws the use of magic. He like, um, basically kills magic users. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, he's this, this really bad dude. And there, there's kind of this, here's the right word underlying feeling of like, okay, that was mentioned pretty early on in the book. I feel like that might have something to do with the story. Um, and so you do get that too. And then there's like this murder mystery plot line, Hmm. um, which it does the normal kind of thing of like, Oh, it's this person. Oh, it's this person. It's this person. So it's just like the, the murder mystery thing. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think that for me, where this book really shines is, is the characters. Mm -hmm. Each of the characters kind of has their own distinct, not only personality, but also their own motivations for things. Sure. Um, and, and it, they're really fleshed out. Mm Um, and it's especially one character in particular that, that kind of sticks out to me is the, the Prince, Mm -hmm. the Dorian. I thought he was a creep like big time. Uh, like earlier on in the book, but he then he turns into this like not creep, just like a just like a gentleman and like a nicer yeah. dude, um, who really grows to care about Selena and also his his best friend is the captain of the guard, um, and kind of cares about his relationship with him too and how that develops, um, and also like he sees his father do these terrible things, uh, and he has to kind of reckon with okay, this is my future if I don't act mm. differently. Nice. Um, so there's a lot of just like kind of intertwining um, intertwining narratives that, that really 
create a really full story. Yeah. Um, and I would say that this is a, a young adult book, like okay. a YA novel. Um, and, and, and like some people might be turned off by that. Uh, a similar thing to the, the romance thing. Sure. But I think that as fantasy readers and as people who, who like epic fantasy, a lot of times our minds are kind of closed off to mm-hmm. certain genres. And that's, that's really what I'm, I'm getting at with everything I've said so far is like, I think that a lot of times you really have to kind of open up your horizons. This book was recommended to me several times. Yeah. Um, but I kind of put it off just cause I was like, I, I don't really know. I don't, I, it, it was like, I don't like romance books. It was like, that's not true. I've, you've never read one. How do you know that? Uh, it was like, oh, I don't like young adult books. It's like, you've read like Percy Jackson. Yeah. And like, that's middle grade. So I don't even know what, you know, you know what I mean? Like just kind of shutting things down before even giving them a chance. Sure. Um, and I think that that is something that I'm going to try to work on mm-hmm. just like on a personal level. Yeah. Um, just like not saying no to books just because I feel like they're a certain genre that I, I don't like or I have a certain preconceived kind of notion about. Yeah. Um, and I think that, that fantasy is a is a good example of this because a lot of fantasy is written from like the male gaze or whatever. Right. Um, the male perspective. And, and there is like, there's value there, but also like getting, and I think we've talked about this before, just reading books on from different perspectives yes um is so important mm-hmm. i think that this for me uh just gave, just gave me a new perspective on on fantasy in general yeah um and uh it kind of the, the way that this the ending of the book plays out i was like oh my god i need to i gotta get the second one like i, I was i was really invested and i read the i read it in like a week yeah uh, it's a really quick read um but i i would say that like the people who would enjoy this book are people who do like like epic fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I mean, yeah, if you, if you, if you like romance, you're going to like this. Yeah. Like it, it's very, it's very good. And it's very, um, well-rounded. I would yeah. say it doesn't lean too heavily on any like certain tropes or any like, um, I don't know, easy kind of outs for things like some sure. books do. Sure. Sure. Uh, it's just, it's really well-written. It's, and it's very, um, very enjoyable. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything, Honestly, I, I, don't, I can't think of anything I didn't like about it. Cool. Which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I love that. When you yeah. read a book, and you're like, ah, oh, that was just good. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of times, I think for me, too, it's like I, I, the books I've been reading um, or been trying to read. So I, I DNF'd a book to read this. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading Homeland by R.A. Salvatore, which is this Dungeons and Dragons inspired kind of yeah. world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was really enjoying it, but it just couldn't grab my attention okay and this the second i picked it up i was invested yeah um and, and i think too like the the dynamic of adding romance to this fantastical world kind of i don't know it, it enriches both things mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know i think i think more people need to give these kind of books a shot um because i think if if you ask a lot of like specifically like male fantasy readers Mm -hmm. they probably wouldn't want to read this like off the rip um but i'm here to say 
that you might like it. That you should. Yeah. And I think, and I, I again, this goes back to a conversation we have a lot and we had last time. Getting out of your comfort zone is so invaluable. Yeah. Um, and I'm really glad I did because I, I found a series that I'm really invested in and really enjoy um, that I maybe wouldn't have picked up otherwise. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I think... I think that this is definitely a book that I would recommend that you read. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking for something that is quick um, and generally pretty light, mm-hmm. like there are some heavy moments in it, um, but they're really tasteful. Sure. Uh, it's You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of um, Kings of the Wild in that way. Okay. So there are moments where it's like, okay, this is pretty lighthearted. They're just like training for this battle or training for this uh this test and then there's really deep moments of intense like personal connection yeah or where somebody does something for someone that you're like oh that's so like out of character for them but they're doing it because they care so much about this other character um that they want to make sure that they're taken care of and safe yeah um and so stuff like that really resonates with me and i really enjoy that when it's done well i think that this is a really good example of that um it, yeah, like it reminds me a lot of Nicholas Ames's work, um, which is a really high compliment. Um, and I, I'm interested to see more like how, because I think this was actually the first book that Sarah J. Moss wrote. Hmm. Um, and so I'm really interested to see how her writing style changes mm-hmm. uh, and how the 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 plot thickens. Yeah, you know, um, and and how how the characters getting more fleshed out. Cause I've already seen, I, I started the second book mm-hmm. um, and I've already seen some things that, that the characters are doing that are like, Oh, I, I don't know if I would have seen them doing that in the first book. Sure. Um, and another thing about this series, there is a lot of reading orders that you can read it in. And there's a lot of people who have a lot of different opinions. So if you, if you want to read this series, <laughs> do your research. Um, it, I, you can read it in chronological order, I guess. Um, like or release order, or you can read it in like there's some other names for other orders that people are really yeah really uh, staunchly defenders of. That's kind of fun too. Um, it is, it is fun, and there's a big community around these books, man. Yeah. Um, like there's there's a lot of people who really just adore these books, and it's so fun to see people love things. Yeah. Um, like I I love when things have big followings and um people talk about them and, and like the discourse is healthy around it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man, I, I don't know. I, th- I think you would enjoy it if you, if you give it a shot. Yeah, um, it sounds like something I would. It, yeah. It seems like something I might pick up for like a trip yes. or something like that. Yes. Um, yeah, I, one of the thoughts that I had while you were talking about it is there really is this ability for fantasy, I think, specifically to sort of include multiple tropes within it. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and I think that's really cool, like because you, you mentioned like romance, murder mystery, all those different kind of things. Especially when you said there's like a a murder mystery B plot just yeah. thrown in the middle there. Yeah, like that's so cool. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I notice that more in fantasy books, mm-hmm. and maybe it's just because a lot of times there's, I don't know, just so much more real estate. Yeah. In a in a fantasy novel yeah. to work with. It's like it's like painting on a bigger canvas yeah. almost. So it's like, oh, well in this corner we've got a little of this and over yeah. here is some of this, but the broad strokes are this. Um 
Yeah, I, I love that kind of thing. I yeah. I really enjoy that when it kind of goes off in a different direction yeah. for a second, but it well, I think, comes right back. I, I think that that is, is definitely a strength of, of this. Um, I, I think, because it all feels connected. Well, it all happens in the same place. Like, it all happens within this castle. Yeah. So you've got all these different plots under the same roof. Yeah. Um, and I can't imagine writing that. Like, I don't know how you make that make sense or, like, how you... Um, I don't know how you connect all these dots, um, but she just does a really amazing job of making it all make sense. Yeah. Um, and it's not like it's there just to be there. It's there and it moves the story forward. That's good. Yeah. Like that's good. Like every everything that happens is related, mm-hmm. even if you don't think it is in the moment, which is right. just so cool. Um, like I. I can't think of a good example of this, but I know that I've read books that I was like, why was that there? Like, right. That doesn't feel like it needed to be there. Yeah. Um, and even, even like, I don't even always like it. Cause I think some books will throw in like stories or moments or whatever for the sake of character development. Yeah. Or exposition mm-hmm. almost, but they don't actually move the story forward. Yeah. And it's like, I really do feel like good writing has to do both at the same time. Mm-hmm. It has to develop character at the same time and it has to push the story forward. It has to be exposition and it has to move the story forward. Like, I, I just feel like that's where writing gets boring or dull or that's where that's where you give up on books mm-hmm. or don't finish them yeah. is when a writer can't do more than one thing with his, yeah. with his words. Yeah. Well, like... I'll go back to this book, but Homeland, the, mm-hmm. the book I was reading, I just, it was so like, it just felt very the same. Yeah. Like the first like 150 pages, I just felt like the, it was the same thing happening over and over again, mm-hmm. which is fine. And it's the first book in a long series, so it makes sense. Right. Like, I get it. But that's just not where I was at at mm-hmm. the time. Like, I wasn't, I didn't want to read something that was kind of dense mm-hmm. at the time. And th- this was the perfect, honestly, the perfect change the pace for me yeah no uh, like i said i finished it in about a week i really just like plowed through it because mm-hmm. um, it was such a quick a quick read yeah um but yeah man i think i think that you would actually really enjoy this okay um because there, i mean it is and, and i know that we both like this it is like the emotional aspect too mm-hmm. like there are some moments that are like oh wow i have noticed that i enjoy that in books quite a bit yeah now um the other thing that popped into my head was just you you're talking about discovering different genres um, that you didn't necessarily think you'd like. I had a moment today because I was kind of recording what I finished in Goodreads. And I was like, wow, I, so I've read more books this year already than, than I have mm-hmm. any other year, which is super fun. Yeah. Um, but I've read a wide variety of books. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that kind of echoes on the podcast too. But, um, you know, everything from, nonfiction to self-help to autobiographies to uh fantasy yeah murder mysteries more comedic stuff yeah um and like today science fiction like you know so just a really wide variety of different things and that's been that's honestly been super fun Mm -hmm. and to just kind of hop around to different genres has been a lot more fun than oh i pretty much just read this kind of book yeah um, I think that's probably why I haven't consistently read as much. I, I agree. Before. I absolutely agree. Things kind of run together mm-hmm. when you read a lot of the same type of book. 
Yeah. I think you, I think you lose out on, on kind of like the novelty. Yeah. But I, but I also think novel. Too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Got him. this guy's on a roll. Hey, hey, oh, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, that's why I don't read a lot of series back to back yeah. to back to back to back. Like I'm reading the expanse right now. I love it. Favorite series ever. Still, <laughs> but I can't read them back to back. Yeah. Just because I need something else. Yeah. And so I, I think I, I completely agree with you, man. Yeah, for sure. Well, with that. Would Please. you like to hear what I talk? Uh, gosh, dude, I would. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I will say I will probably pick that up. I'm not going to say immediately yeah. for sure, but I'm thinking like trip, a couple days away, you can something borrow like my that. Copy if you want. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely going to keep it in mind because that sounds like the kind of pace that I've really been enjoying lately yeah. in a yeah. book. Um. Yeah. So, if you recall couple weeks ago we recorded a podcast together going in my brain into my mind palace real quick yep so i can remember are you there yep in the podcast which one the last one. Oh yeah and somewhere in there i made a comment of like i want to read a star wars book next scan i'm scanning oh okay oh yeah 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 I did it. Did you? Yeah. I The next day, I think, I went on Amazon and I looked through the millions of different Star Wars books. Right. And I was like, okay, well, I kind of want to pick one that's technically still canon mm-hmm. in the greater story mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's just going through all that. Dude, there are still so many novels that are still canon and like part of the whole story. Yeah. Um, I imagine. I was blown away by that. Um, but I picked one that is a little bit more like closely tied into the to the films. So the book that I read is Star Wars Darth Plagueis by James Lucino. Um, it's it Can yes, I'll I'll let you see it. I'm gonna hold it up to my microphone. <laughs> so they can see it too. So that you can see it too. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, so are you familiar with Star Wars, Matthew? Uh, generally have you seen any of them oh yeah i've seen the first <laughs> no because you told me you gave up at like last jedi yeah right yeah okay i, I gave up after force awakens yeah did rogue one come out after force awakens yes i gave up after rogue one okay rogue one was the last piece of star wars media i consumed honestly that's a good one to end on i really enjoyed it it was very yeah. good um i have been a star wars fan roughly roughly as long as i've been alive um it's one of the first movies that i remember seeing came out of the womb (coughs) yeah with a lightsaber it was very painful for other people um (laughs) um no but uh, like early 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 memories of like watching star wars i remember my family renting the phantom menace on vhs when it came into Mm -hmm. the movie store and um Wow, I just felt like a million years old calling it the movie the store. Movie store. <laughs> We're gonna go down to the movie store and get some tapes. Yeah. Hollywood um, video. <laughs> it it was we did have a Hollywood video for a while. And then it was a movie gallery. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not gonna go through the whole history of that building. Was that ever a blockbuster? Um, no, that was uh across the street. Oh, right. And then a few years later. Yeah. Cool. Um, but then that turned into a family video. Oh, of course. it was up until like just a few years ago. That's the pipeline. The yep. blockbuster to family video pipeline. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, a stunning. It's just they're, they're set up so well to be yeah. 
video stores. Stunning transition. Um, anyway, been a Star Wars fan for a long time. And I have read Star Wars novels before, which is why I wanted to jump back into it. Uh, when I was a kid, I read a lot of the more like younger mm-hmm. kid-related ones. Um, and it, they're just fun. I love the universe. I love the style of storytelling. Like It's just fun. So I was really excited to jump back in and, and read one. And this one, I'm not going to sit here and say that everyone would enjoy it. Sure. Um, because I do think that you have to be somewhat of a fan of the series. And more than that, I think you probably have to be a fan of the prequels. So episodes one, two, and three. Coincidentally, I am. Wow. I know. Uh, so this will be an easier convincing for you than maybe for a wider audience who's either not as into Star Wars or not into those specific Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so basically, Darth Plagueis, the title character, is the master of Palpatine, mm-hmm. or Darth Sidious, who is the, the big bad guy through all now nine Do movies. Do, Do it. it. Yeah, that guy. Do it. Um, and in episode three, he there's this whole scene where he tells the tragedy of Darth Plagueis mm-hmm. the Wise, that whole thing. Yeah. And so basically, James Lucino takes that and says... That's going to be a book now. Um, So that's what this is. And it basically picks up with Darth Plagueis when he is with his master. Um, And it's like the first chapter. It kind of sets up their relationship. It sets up generally uh, where Plagueis comes from, where his master comes from, what they've been working towards as the Sith, and gives some very brief high-level background on the Sith, why there are only two of them, all that kind of stuff. And then Plagueis kills his master. And the next portion, it's split into three books within the book. The next portion is him finding Palpatine and convincing him to join the dark side and be trained and and all that. So it's really interesting. You would expect, I expected it to be sort of this character-driven book about Darth Plagueis, but it starts there and it feels much more like the storytelling of the prequel trilogy Mm. where it's a very like high level. You're going to follow these characters for a while. And now we're going to pause that. And we're going to follow these characters for a while. And you're keeping like multiple things juggling at the same time. And it's a very like huge story with lots of interweaving things. Is there a a Jar Jar timeline? There is. There are Gungans okay. that are mentioned. There is no Jar Jar. <laughs> he was not. He did not That's make fine. the cut. That's okay. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so then it it follows Palpatine and Plagueis training and the whole thing. And this isn't really a spoiler because it's the whole story and that Palpatine tells in Episode Three. Um, Plagueis's whole thing is he wants to learn how to. Um, keep people from dying with the force and create life with the force. Like basically control the force so much that he can manipulate who lives, who dies and all that kind of stuff. So that's his sort of driving goal through the whole thing. And it leads all the way up to right after episode one, the movie. Oh, no way. Yeah. So it starts like, uh, four decades before that 
and it takes you like the last several chapters of the book they're referencing the events that are happening in episode one that's the movie. so cool yeah and then sort of the final like climax of this story takes place after the the end of phantom menace and so it basically completely sets the stage for the prequels um all of the political stuff that they talk about in the prequels makes 10 times more sense now um yeah that's probably the biggest thing is like if you enjoy those movies it adds so much texture and color and just interesting motivations and characterizations to everyone in those movies and it does that through this engine of this character that was talked about for four minutes that is so cool yes i love that man yeah and i i also love to like so one thing this author did really really well is he referenced other star wars material Mm -hmm. incredibly well Mm -hmm. so obviously there's a ton of prequel characters in this book he references them really well but he makes references to like a couple of the video games uh like the old republic Um, he makes references to some of the like side, like Clone Wars type characters mm-hmm. from that cartoon show. Um, he just does a really good job of sort of paying homage to all the different branches of Star Wars media mm-hmm. and weaving them into the story, even if it's just to like name check something yeah. really small. Um, and I thought that was really cool because it just showed a, a deep sort of respect for everything else that yeah. is involved with Star Wars. Um, and I just, I really appreciated that a lot. And I think as a star Wars fan, it makes it a lot more fun Yeah, because you can kind of pick out these little things like, Oh, (laughs) that's from, that's from this movie or that's from this game or whatever. It, it, it's a very gratifying thing, I guess. Um, yeah. So the author does a really good job with that. I also like the prequels, the character development is interesting Mm -hmm. so not super deep at face value but when you look at it as sort of an epic multi-year journey that these characters go on you realize like oh wow we have come a long way you realize that anakin hates sand he does not like sand he even so much gosh it gets everywhere (laughs) it's coarse it's rough (laughs) yeah um so the the character development, the sort of emotional weight of everyone is very similar to how the prequels do it, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, and so if you're into that, it's great. If you are one of those people that's like, oh, the prequels suck because the dialogue was bad and you can't believe any of the relationships. Yeah. This is a little bit more of that. It's It's better because there's more, you know, a lot more pages than there are minutes in the movie. Um, so you get just That's more good. real estate. You sure. don't have any yeah. horribly cringy lines necessarily in the book like uh, you do bummer. in the in the movie. There's yeah. no sand references necessarily. Um, you lost me. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just, it's one of those things that adds a good amount to the lore of the overarching story. Um, but also serves to be almost a prequel to the prequels yeah and usher in all of that and just give a lot more detail to it which i thought was really cool as well as give just more history into the star wars universe which is always fun yeah um 
so yeah, I, I really, really, really enjoyed it. It's an easy read. Um, kind of like the prequels are really easy to watch. This is really easy yeah. to read. Um, and it's a, it's just, especially as a star Wars fan, it's very rewarding mm. to read. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. So it was just a lot of fun. It was like everything I wanted out of reading a star Wars book. Um, and I mean, in kind of the overarching conversation of, of the podcast, it, it was interesting because obviously this whole thing is written from the perspective of the two Sith Lords. Sure. So it's completely from the perspective of the bad guys. And I will say as a detractor, I wish they would have gone further with that and done a little bit more with that. At no point I would say, are you unaware that these are the bad guys? Yeah. Right. And I feel like sometimes when you have an Mm anti-hero or a bad guy driven story, Um, writers will sometimes blur the lines enough to where you're rooting for them, Mm -hmm. even though in the back of your mind, you know, they're the bad guy at no point in the book. Am I like, Oh yeah, I really want these guys to succeed. Yeah. Uh, you're aware that these are the bad guys that you're tracking through the story. Um, so I, I do kind of wish you would have played with that a little bit more, but it's not, it's not that big of a detraction for me. Um, So yeah, it was just a lot of fun, a really rewarding read, a really easy read, very light, um, and really interesting to get sort of the complete opposite perspective on the whole Star Wars universe. And I have a quote that I'm going to pull up that I thought was really interesting. Yes, please. Because I don't often share quotes. No, you don't. And I'll probably just wrap up with this, but it was just something that struck me and I thought was really interesting, and maybe it's just more because it challenged the way i like to tend to think about things um but i thought it was really good and it was it's plagueis training sidious and he says this through us the powers of chaos are harnessed and exploited dark times don't simply emerged i said that wrong dark times don't simply emerge Enlightened beings, guiding intelligences, manipulate events to bring about a storm that will deliver power into the hands of an elite group willing to make the hard choices the Republic fears to make. Uh, Beings may elect their leaders, but the Force has elected us. The reason that this hit me, specifically... Why would my phone lock that way? Specifically, dark times don't simply emerge. Mm -hmm. Is... And again, maybe this is just my way of seeing the world and my personality. I don't always like to look at how do bad things happen, even if it's something on the smallest scale of like something going wrong with my car. Let's take it back to the intro of the podcast. Like, were there things that could have been done over the last year that I've had that car that could have prevented what happened in it breaking? Probably so. Um, But when you're not under the hood figuring things out the whole time Mm -hmm. and whatever, other stuff can happen. Yeah. And that's not a perfect example, but even just like bad things that happen in the world, like uh, the one giant country that is invading another country right now didn't just happen to do that. Yeah. You know, like stuff has been at play and at work for years and years and years. And I think it, it... we tend to think is of like evil or darkness as this very like this thing that just happens, you know, like there's, there's, 
bad stuff that happens in the world. There's evil in the world, right? Um, and not always as, no, there are people that are trying to make this happen this way. Yeah. And maybe they don't think that they're doing something evil or they don't think that they're doing the wrong thing. But like they're intentionally making choices to bring about these horrible results. And, and I thought that was just really thought provoking. And that kind of plays back into that perspectives conversation yeah. of when you're looking at this story from the perspective of the bad guys, you realize that they're working just as hard to bring about their ends as the yeah. good guys are to bring about their ends. Well, even the, the, the last bit of that, it's like the forces has elected us. Yeah. It's like, just like kind of the, the mentality of like, Oh no, I am right. Yeah. Like I, I'm supposed to be doing this. This is exactly how things are supposed to be going. Yeah. Um, is a very like there are people who think that in the real world about real world things and that's and in the grand yeah. scheme of things at least in this universe like he's not wrong <laughs> and that's like kind of a scary thing too um but yeah i just thought that was like semi thought provoking that was the the one like thought provoking moment that really jumped out at me of like oh huh i'm going to think about this a little yeah. bit um but yeah really really interesting if you love Star Wars, you'll love this. If you like kind of lore and world building in general, this is like candy. It's sure. it's amazing. And you get to see a bunch of new places that you don't see in the movies and whatnot. It's it's Do great. you think that you'll read more of Star Wars novels? Most likely. Yeah. Um at some point in the near future I'm probably gonna read one of the old Republic series. Mm-hmm. Um maybe one of the ones that ties into uh the old Republic games. Yeah. Cause I really love those games and i think that's a really fascinating era i will probably dive into that but i do also really like the ones that are fairly closely connected to the movies in one way or another right um just not straying too far from home base yeah i guess the one that has actually really interested me is like the thrawn kind of trilogy see i haven't that hasn't piqued my interest yet yeah i don't even know why i'm interested in it like i couldn't even it's very hyped right now yeah like I'm not, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. Well, um, that series has been around for a while, but then I think they used that character a little bit in the Rebels uh, mm, cartoon, okay. and then he may be making an appearance in the Ahsoka show that's going on right now, the gotcha. live action one. Gotcha. Um, so... Are you watching that? I have been. You like it? It's fine. Yeah. The last couple episodes have been better. Yeah. Uh, the first like two or three, I was like, this is not good. Yeah. Uh, but they've picked up quite a bit. Good. I've been enjoying that the bad guys are making smart decisions. <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, they're not just there to be cut through. Just there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So, but yeah, so that was the book I read um, for a random aside in a podcast to actually reading an entire like 400 page book. Look at um, us, man. Yeah, that was that was super fun. What extravagant, uh, what extravagant lives we lead. Just on the edge. Wow, the edge of glory. Good. Wow. <laughs> wow. Look at us go. Look at us, bro. Look at us read these books. Look at us read these books. Yeah. Um. I think that might be a podcast. That's a podcast. If I've ever pod, that's it's a pod. Shoot, that's not right. That's a podcast. <laughs> if I've ever. If I've ever casted, shoot, that's potting. Now, now this, this is, is podcasting. podcasting. There we go. That's we the go. one. <laughs> that's what I was looking for. Oh, now we can play the music. Oh boy. All right. So, um, 
If you wouldn't mind, if you haven't already, subscribe, like, thumbs up. If you want to go so far as to share this show, that would be crazy. Um, you won't. Whatever. <laughs> I dare you. You won't. You I dare won't. you to do it. Um, whatever you can do to help out the show is, is greatly appreciated. Love that. Um, any feedback we can hear from you guys, we would love to hear from you. Um, I've been trying to put out like very simple surveys at the end of I uh, episodes that. on Spotify. Yeah. If you don't mind, if you listen on Spotify, just pick pick an option. I'm not making it too hard. Pick an option. Um, but yeah, so those are the things. And as always, um, the most valuable thing that you have access to is your very own time. And the fact that you would spend uh, a long time hanging out with us, hearing us talk about books that we liked is, is super humbling. And thank you for honoring us with your time. We really appreciate it. And we hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. Thank you.